Dear man, that was a that was a nice nap. Oh, you're what? very tired. Matthew, what, what what date does it say on your your watch? It says Sunday, Tom. Why? Sunday the not Sunday the thirteenth of May. I think we may have overslept. It's time to do oh. a podcast. It's Tom Matt Tag. So uh, once you've got this uh, mental image out of your heads of me and Matt uh, sharing a bed, we'll get on with... Uh, this I mean, like, <laughs> you make it sound sexual. I just kind of see it in my head like a two Ronnie what, sketch, I, you know? I know what people think, you know, You've just about you've, me and you, Matthew, you've been in our special relationship. The <laughs> That's the problem, Tom Parry. You were beautiful once, and look what the world did to you. You're no, still I... beautiful, Matthew. Thank you, Tom. I feel the same way. <laughs> and that's just going to only add to the speculation. No, oh, dear. I honestly, like, when you say, like, oh, yawning as if we're in bed, I see, like, yes. a two-Ronnie sketch where we're both yeah, wearing yeah. very striped pyjamas and one of those Exactly. Or, or, like, uh, Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, exactly. Um, or um, Brett and Jermaine. Yes, exactly. There you go. Oh, speaking of which, like, so, like, Listen, I'm not here to take down SNL, Saturday Night Live. Okay. But I, I was watching a load of SNL sketches today while uh-huh. procrastinating, as one does. Uh, mm. Because for some reason they keep... Cu- that and Porn Stars, the American show where people trade in stuff for money. Yeah, that keep, one. Keep cropping up. I assume from flea market videos and the odd sketch from... Um, okay, they pop up on your YouTube They do, feed. yeah. They pop up yeah. on my recommended. And like the sucker yeah, I am, yeah, I click it. them because we all like content. Yeah, yeah of course. SNL don't really know how to end a sketch. For, for, okay, this is just something amusing of yours that you've. Uh... No, it's just that all of them end the same way of them going ah and like running out, and it, it feels oh very school-like. Despite how funny the sketch is itself, like I was watching one today where Will Ferrell was an old-timey prospector in the army, and it was really strange. Mm. But it's a really. Is this sketch. an old older one? Yeah, but then they don't know how yeah. to end it, and then I was watching like an Eddie Murphy older sketch from the eighties. Okay. It's the same thing, and even the newer ones are all like. We're just gonna all leave the room. Like, there's no conclusion. There's no like funny like bow moment yeah. to end the sketch. No, it's almost nothing as if, kind of made clever. The joke, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I can, uh, from what I can think of. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time since I watched it. I just, um, me and Claire have been watching League of Gentlemen. It's behind you, which was their panto special. Yeah, uh, which was a live thing that was it was very amusing, and. Uh, yeah, that that's so. It's funny you should mention uh, sketch comedy because uh, we're just watching a bit of it. Yeah, fair enough. But have we been playing any games? I think that's what the audience want to know. Well, one. <laughs> I'm guessing which. One. Uh, oh, Monster Hunter, Yakuza Six. Yeah, boy. Oh, so this is the Yakuza Six podcast. Um, yes and <laughs> no. I don't want to go too far into it because. Even though, like, God of War has since come out, and I've not played it. Have you played it? I've not played it. Come on, you know, I know me. I know. It sounds very good. It, it's one it looks that very I nice. pick up probably around Christmas when I have a bit more time. 
Yeah, well, I don't not... play those sort of games, Matthew. You should know that. No, I know, but it, it looks very good, and so I thought maybe your interest had been piqued from what I hear. It's, of course, it looks lovely, but you know, I have to watch the pennies. That's so if I, if I buy a game, it's usually 50p from CEX. You know, that's that's, that's my. Uh... <laughs> it's also what my nephew's doing at the moment. My nephew Jack is <laughs> told me yesterday very proudly that he has 60 PS2 games, and I thought, oh god. I need... 60 PS2 games. 60 PS2 games. Yeah. All the Fifas. No, no, no. He's he's got loads of things <laughs> that are a bit odd and a bit out there. Some Midas okay. and 505 games. But you're saying he's getting those from um CEX. CX. Yeah. Okay. Cuz yeah, CX do um yeah, they I guess they do have a variety of things in. Uh the one I was talking about that I got for 50p was uh Bubble Bobble and Rainbow Islands plus Buster Move DX for 50p on PC. That's not bad. Yeah, I was pretty you, happy with that one. Can you can you actually play it? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Windows ME on the on the on the back, and I've got a Windows ME computer. Okay. How often are you <laughs> going to fire up that Windows ME computer? I, I was playing The Sims a lot on that computer um, a few uh, maybe a month or so ago. Oh, okay, you, that was your Sims. Listeners rig. remember? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your rig. Oh gosh. No, oh. when I'm not playing uh, Sonic uh, Homebrews and Hacks. Uh... <laughs> yeah, then you're you're getting into that Sims action and some bubble bobble. Fair enough. No, no um, there's been other things. I I've mainly been playing Yakuza, uh, as yeah. one would expect. And though to be honest, before today I haven't really played it for two weeks. I've mm. been savouring it like a fine wine. I'm about thirty hours into that game. Oh, is it not over yet? Um, it's not that long. <laughs> I'm literally just doing everything. Um, yeah. I'm I'm going through the lists of like, hey, like uh, eat all eat all the food at all the restaurants and recruit all the people to your baseball team because there's a baseball team you own and there's a mini game around wow. that and then there's some like tower defense games that you need to beat up certain Would you people say around the towns. It's the most varied Yakuza game. Perhaps. I, it sounds like it there. I don't know, because Yakuza 5 has a ton of variety in it. I okay. would say it is the most approachable Yakuza with it in terms of its variety. Because some of the oh. stuff in Yakuza 5 was just like, I don't want to do this. Why am I doing how's, this? Why? How's it compared to Zero? Sorry. Um, I think it's a bit smaller than Zero. Okay. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm finding it a bit more manageable to do all the stuff than Zero. All right. So there's that, at least. But it does... I can't help but feel, compared to the other Yakuza games, it does feel a little bit pared down. Uh, You are Mm. in uh, Kamarucho, uh, obviously, as you would expect, and then you are flicking between... Obviously. ...and a small town uh, called Onomichi, which is in uh, the Hiroshima province. Onomichi. Um, Yeah, so you flick back and forth between those two places throughout the story. A little bit here, a little bit there. And it's, I don't know, like, especially Onomichi feels very small. I mean, Kamarucho is the same Kamarucho you've experienced in all the other Yakuza games. Even if certain bits of it are closed off at certain points in the game and it kind of expands as you go to stop you just running around and doing the things you'd usually do. Okay. So it feels a little it feels a little bit smaller. I don't know if it's just because of the restrictions they place on you or if it actually is. Yeah, but I mean, there's like forty-six or something mini like side story uh, side stories yeah, that I've been getting into, and I've done most of them. Um, 
I've romanced all of the ladies uh, from the hostess well, bars. Well, I expect no less, Matthew. Well, I mean, usually I don't go into this much depth. I'll, I'll try a little bit of everything out and go, okay, cool, I've had my fill of that. But this game's just really engaging. Um, It'd be funny there if you aren't, weren't actually talking about a game with your real life. I yeah, exactly. wooed all the ladies. That's one of the, the objectives. I've... <laughs> no. Um, what else have you ticked off on you? Strictly <laughs> digital, Tom. No, there's a few other bits as well. There's um, weirdly there's a like pseudo light game, uh, mini game in there. Light. Light gun game. Oh, uh, light gun game. Sorry. Where you are. You pretty much you dive in underwater for fish, and it mm. feels very much like the spiritual successor to House of the Dead. I'm not sure if anyone mm. from Sega worked on that franchise. Who now works playing on playing up to its uh, Sega roots, but yeah. it is definitely playing up to those Sega roots in a way. I think you especially. Oh, Virtual Fighter. Yeah. Oh man, I played so much Virtual Fighter. There's loads of things yeah. for, like beating the game as everyone in Virtual Great Fighter. Great game, so uh, five. Uh, fond memories of that game. I've not played it for a very long time. Uh, there's Outrun is also in there. I played a lot of that. There's some Poyo Poyo in there, Tom Parry. So I played some Ooh. Poyo Poyo. Tell me, it's got some hang on. Um, it does have some hang on, Tommy. That's super nah, hang good. on. I, I was, yeah. I got on that fake motorbike the way I would have back in an arcade back in the day. I mean, that's what I'd want if yeah. I could have my own arcade machine. You know, I'd love Street Fighter, obviously, yeah. but hang on. Hang on, such a big machine, though, man. Like yeah, I know, I know. I'd, I know I'd, you I'd can get it, the single variety and the double variety, but I'd want the yeah. double one. If you're going to go hang on, you're Well, you go can get in. the one without the bike, can't you? Just the handlebars, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, but it doesn't feel but, as good. Uh, no, no. Take it from someone who's played his fair share of arcade hang on. You want the one yeah. with the bike, and you want the one with your mate on the other bike so you can kick him as you're going off. Because that's what oh, yeah. like five-year-old boys do. What's, what's your like, dream? <laughs> that's road rash. rash. Exactly. <laughs> what's your dream um, uh, arcade machine? Sorry. My dream arcade machine. Yeah, to own. If you could only w- own one arcade machine, it wouldn't be Bubble Bobble, would it? It it probably wouldn't, because I could get Bubble Bobble on other machines. It'd probably be Wacko yeah. Seven. It'd probably be a a Neo Geo uh, cabinet. I think. It'd yeah. Be. I think it would definitely have Waku Waku 7 on it. I took my Switch uh, out with me the other day. Uh, we were having some beers in the park, and I, I reenacted that wonderful scene in the Switch ad where the girl takes her Switch to a party. And I played Waku Waku <laughs> 7, and all involved, like our good friend Matt Kay and Mateo, were sure. all over the moon with some Waku Waku 7. They're both fans. Yeah, I both made them mm. fans after playing it on the Switch. Oh, wonderful. Well, it's a wacky game. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's a wacky wacky game. Yes, it's a wacky wacky game. The Switch is great. It's it is. Really, it's a really good a console lot. just to whip out. In fact, I was playing some Cat Quest on the train. Yeah. Can you believe it? I found an RPG I like next to Pokemon. In fact, it has the same immediacy and um, what else would you say about it? Accessibility yeah. uh, as Pokemon. Okay. I'd highly recommend Cat Quest on the Switch. I may pick it up. So, I... so real time battling, yeah. uh, and it's it's got a very clever system where enemies attack you. A little uh, red uh, radius will come from the center of the enemy, right. and if that radius gets to a certain size, you know you can dodge away. You can see it, so you can dodge away from it by pressing B, and you roll away. So the idea is to watch that as it expands and contracts. Uh, underneath the enemy in order to know give you your timing when you should roll out of the way other than that it's a simple uh, uh, 
whack A to use yeah. your weapon. And then the shoulder buttons, you've got uh, magic on. And uh, you can have four magic spells so on all four of the shoulder buttons. Heal, electric, or fire. Yeah. And you go around doing little quests. It's got a sense of humour. It's got some lovely graphics. Yeah. I've played quite a bit. I'm level 15 now. It's just an easy thing just to play through. Because all I've really done are side quests. I started yeah. the main storyline, then I just like side quest, side quest, side quest. Because obviously certain areas got stronger monsters, so yeah. you want to make sure you, you level up. That's fair. Each, each, town, each town's got a place where you can catnap. You can catnap at any time. That also saves your game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it's cats versus dragons is, is yeah, the storyline. Yeah, screenshots of it. The artwork looks pretty nice, though it does look a bit flat. Yeah, it is, but once you get playing it, you don't really care. Okay, that's good. About that. You know, it is a very cartoon, flat aesthetic to the game. I can see it's uh, on iOS and PS4 okay. as well, so it's a variety. Yeah, I wondered if it was like a mobile phone game as well, because it's got that simple accessibility mm-hmm. you'd expect for a mobile phone game. Works great on Switch with all those buttons for all those different uh, spells and such. Uh, your sister gets kidnapped, and you've got a. It's, something to do with dragons you got to take down the dragons you're the chosen one you bear the mark of the dragon slayer i can see a, a, an image of a cat looking in an notice board and it says which butt kitty wrote this yeah 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 and you can dress your cat up in a, in a, like armor and such it, yeah. it changes the appearance of the character you level up weapons and things and level up spells that's cool it's not complex it's really accessible that's nice. and I got it on sale quite a bit ago. I've only just got... You know how you do? You get a few when they're on yeah. sale and then you slowly get around to playing the ones you got. And yes. that's the one that's got my attention at the minute. Just when I was thinking, hang on, I haven't played on my Switch in ages. I come over to visit uh, Claire in Southport and I think, well, I'm going to play my Switch on the way. Yeah. And just engrossed in Cat Quest into the point where I was taking into the real world. Huh. That's good. You know, I, I was thinking, well, where have I got to go next on the map? You know, got to collect that experience there. Got to get that experience. Got to get the <laughs> enemies and, yeah, get my quests. Get your quests up, Tom. Well, yeah, I'll, actually, maybe I'll pick that up. I've I've picked up Half Genie Hero, the new Shantae game on the Switch. Ah, okay. Oh, play. wow, that's the more expensive one, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, 20 quid-ish? Yeah, digital version's about 20 quid. I think the physical versions are closer to 30, so I just settled for the, the digital version for now. Well, that's the thing about the Switch. I, I tend to go with digital versions because it just seems right for the console, not yeah. to have to be swapping out the cartridges. Just play digital. That's what I've been doing. Oh, I like physical cartridges for it, but I haven't seen it in Denmark, and I'm like, well, I want it yeah. for the travel. I could buy it in the UK if I see the physical version cheaper. I probably won't now. There is a special edition of it as well. Yeah, there? there is with the soundtrack and an art book and all the rest of it. You're the way forward guy at the minute, aren't you, with your uh, way forward Game Boy videos? Yeah. Have, have everybody seen them? Um, oh, they're well, very I'm, good. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to our audience now. Cool. Well, I can't see, but has anybody seen them? Oh, they're good. If you haven't oh, seen them, check them out. Matt Ball makes his videos. He's the Game Boy, and uh, uh, quality. Uh, you know, they've always been of a of a good quality, but uh, wow, you've really gone all out with these ones. I have, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Did a lot of research, put a lot of pieces together, so it's okay. Um, there's another two of them coming. I'm literally just wrapping up the fourth one now. The third one for next week is already uploaded and ready to go but it'll release later next week and that's on sabrina zapped spoiler it's a really good game you should buy it before the prices go up um 
because I picked up my copy. Can you of it. download it or not? No, it's is a, it on it's the virtual console? It's based on Sabrina the Animated Series, Tom Parry. Okay. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. No. The rights might be difficult to uh, attain yeah, for downloading. Uh, no, but it isn't, unfortunately. But it's a it's a really good game. And then uh, okay. the week after that, the video I'm working on the moment is for WWF Betrayal, which is a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Oh, I've, that's the game I have got and yeah. played. Yes, um, um, you're not going to give anything away yet. No, I'm not. You have to I wait and see here. Yeah, but uh, so before we talk about that, let's get back to Yakuza, Tom. Sorry, sorry. I went on a tangent. I saw some um, opportunities to segue. So, yeah, we can come back to Yakuza. Yeah. No, I'll I'll just talk about it briefly. I won't talk about it. Like, I won't give my full opinion yet. I will say I have a theory, though, about Yakuza games. Oh, go on. And and this is the Boyle's Law of Yakuza. I'll hear your theory. Even numbered Yakuza games are the best. Oh, that's just how it's landed for you. I mean, a zero, I admittedly, I guess, is kind that's of the number game. Is it always a number? Thing, uh, because one's all right, two's really good, three yeah. is the worst in the series, four is the best in the series, five is all right, and then six. So far, I it could change depending on what happens in the end in a bit. But I'm on chapter eleven out of twelve, and a and then an epilogue. I think it's a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you appreciating the Takeshi Kitano action? I am. Yeah, How I wanted. That's yeah, why yeah. I actually wanted to come back to this to you. I can yeah. see why he's billed as beat Takeshi and not Takeshi Kitano. Okay. He, it is a very comedic role. Is it really? Because that clip I saw was not comedic, but maybe that was from later on in the game. Perhaps, Things may yeah. be a bit more serious. Things perhaps. do get a bit more serious to him, but when you're introduced to him, essentially he is the patriarch of um, mm. one of these families. And essentially he's just an old man who was like a real tough Yakuza back in the day, but now he is just essentially he's kind of clowning around. He's um, He's gone in with a doctor on an insurance scam that he was in a car accident and got whiplash okay. and so he's trying to sue for compensation and like claiming the health insurance and he's just living so his that's... life okay I imagine they're dryly funny comic scenes yes. perhaps Oh, I mean, also clowning like there's also like oh, I, I, yes. and whatever. I mean when I think of um, Katana and Yakuza I think you know they're always dryly comic yes. but then you've got his more wacky films yeah, where yeah. they are slapstick silly comic so um, and there is a lot yeah that'll be that interesting in to see you, you know like you get a lot of that slapstick in Zero that isn't really that present in the rest of the Yakuza games and they mm. kind of build off that a bit here is a they've finally brought in like every Yakuza game has essentially been if you're not dealing with the Omi Alliance, which are like the second biggest mafia in Yakuza organization in Japan, um, you're dealing with like the Flower Triad, or in the second one, there's a, a thing called like the. Oh, I forgot what they call it. They're like a Korean mafia. But this one, essentially, there's a, a war between this, uh, this Chinese triad faction called the Somo Triad and the Tojo. They're at war with each other. And then there's this third mafia organization in Japan, like the third largest one, called uh, the Yomi Alliance, who were coming in and now trying to take advantage of the fact that... Yomi, yo, you, Yomi together. Oh, beautiful voice, Tom Barry. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, so that's all going on. As I think I've mentioned and people have seen in the trailers, 
Uh, Haruka's got a son called Haruto, and Kiryu's on a quest to find the little boy's father and figure out why she was run over. Uh, and okay, it's, it's uh, the story is unraveling in very interesting ways as the story ticks on. Yakuza is one for twists. Yeah, but I yeah, would say sure. this one is bang on the money, and you don't see them come in a couple of chapters before. Okay, you have a hint of what's going on, but I never know fully what's going on, which is something I, I unfortunately couldn't. Nice, because you for the other you ones. might think that after playing a few, you they could become predictable, but you that's can kind not the of case. guess what characters are going to be important later in the story, but you never mm. guess, or at least I didn't quite guess their role in all of it. All right, okay, fair enough, that sounds good. How about if you play the demo, does uh, the game just continue from after that the point? literally, you go into uh, the Chinatown area, and then you meet the the Soro Alliance, uh, uh, Triad, sorry. You literally walk in, it cuts to a scene of like the Tojo's meeting with this Chinese Triad, and Ed, yeah. who's this big menacing dude with a moustache, who's kind of like a sadist, uh, kills one of them and then they all end up in a scuffle and then Kiryu isn't like part of this he just this goes on in yeah. an office as he's walking in and then they run out and he's like what the fuck's going on right but it's that's the beginning so so the app the demo is a separate there. thing uh, the, no, the demo, no, no, the demo, comment, the demo is right at the start of the game okay the demo is literally the first five minutes I load as soon as I put the disc in I loaded it up and I literally just walked forward, and I was in that cutscene. So there's no faffing right. about. Okay. But you can do a lot of stuff in that demo. There's a lot of karaoke and lots of uh, the safe keys around that you can pick up, and you can level up Kiryu. So I was a bit open. So you're saying it does like let you just continue from where the demo went? Yeah, like literally, basically. as yeah. I said, yeah. I loaded up my demo and I walked forward into a cutscene. It's nice that you can do that, though. Like you have the option. You don't have to replay all that stuff you've already played Amen. in the demo. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. so Wonderful. sick of playing demos that have absolutely nothing to do with the story or are the first yeah. level and then force you to replay them again. Yeah. I okay. guess the only way they could do that, though, was probably the reason that it is the full game. So, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But can you play Air Virtual Fighter outside of uh, the main game? Uh, no. You need to be in it. Because I noticed an option from the main menu on the demo, yeah. which was Virtual Fighter Online. Maybe there's a Virtual Fighter Online then. To be honest, I haven't explored it. In my experience, the arcade games are strictly in the arcade. Oh, okay. Oh, let's get Maybe this unlock over it. before we move away from Yakuza. Yeah. Fantasy Zone. It's not a very good yeah. game. Really? I think that's a fine game. A good uh, a classic, I would I, say. I had, I had high... A high sense of nostalgia for Fantasy Zone. Like, I really like Fantasy Zone. I own it yeah. on all of the Sega consoles it's possible to own Fantasy Zone on. However, it's a fun I, game. I've not played it since I was, like, seven, and then I played it and went, mm. oh, this is a bit of a shit Defender ripoff. Well, it's it's simple. I don't think it necessarily does anything wrong. I think it is incredibly cheap. I think... The, your ship moves way too slow for how fast the enemies you fly can. And fly. Can't you power it up to a point where you it can, does go faster? But that power up also runs out. So. Okay. Well, I've I've never felt offended by um it before. I just but, don't think uh, it's you, any good. Uh, I think it looks really no, nice. Okay. I really like how yeah. everything's designed. I just don't think it's that fun to play. 
I played the Mass System one the most. There is that version on the Sega Classics Collection, the 3D yeah. uh, version, which was the last version of Fancy Zone I played. And I, I wonder maybe if they've sort of um, ironed out the creases in it in that uh, variation. Maybe, and this is Ma- the might be worth tr- so Yeah, it might it's... be worth trying that one, because I know for all the bad things you can say about those 3D reimaginings looking a bit iffy in yeah. places, Fantasy Zone is certainly one that doesn't. No. It actually suits its 3D uh, aesthetic. I mean, in all fairness, the whole console 2D, versions basically. of that game are probably a lot better. Actually, now I'm thinking about it, it's probably just the arcade one that's hard because they want you to put more money in. And that's the one that I don't have any experience with. No. And the arcade one, I, I wouldn't think, no. Unfortunately, you cannot put in multiple credits to continue. So once you die, you're yeah. dead. And I was like, oh, well, I died on the first boss. This sucks. And also, there's... Uh, Super Fancy Zone for the Mega Drive. Yes, there is, and that's a very good which, game to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, which is maybe maybe the one to play if you so want I, to play I some Fancy Zone. It's quite expensive now. Is it really? Not, I own it. Not like silly expensive, not like separation anxiety levels, but I think it's getting up there into the, like the £30 mark, if not a bit more. Yeah, wow. I mean, yeah, it is. Mega Drive games have gone up quite a lot recently. Okay. So, I, I can't say I've really bought many recently Mega Drive uh, games. It's, no, still, no, no. it's about 20 quid. About 20, 30 pound box. So, <sighs> yeah, it's going up there. I mean, I remember when that game was like a fiver. Yeah, it's a good one. It is. Good one. Unfortunately, I don't know anything. I will write that wrong. What else have you been playing, Tom? What else have I been playing? It's a it's a great question, Matthew, and I'm just trying to rack my brain right now to answer it for you. Have you not been playing uh, much, then? I I think I have because yeah, I've been playing games uh, to either review or do uh, features on for Blast Process. Say, your latest Parry's pickup suggested to me that you've been playing a shitload of Tetris. <laughs> well, that's true. I kind of uh, didn't think of Tetris straight away because I never stopped playing Tetris. So uh, that's always, you know, it's one of the games you can just pick up and play uh, every now and again. I've played very many different versions of Tetris now. And I can say that next Tetris on the PlayStation is a pretty good one to pick up if you want one for the PlayStation. Oh, Sega Tetris. Uh, that's notable because of its online. Well, not as online, sorry. It's multiplayer. It did have online at one point. But uh, its multiplayer is really good. It's got some cool variations on how to, uh, you know, uh, do over your opponent, so to speak. Sega Tetris is kind of a different school of Tetris, though, right? There's, like, there's a difference to Sega Tetris compared to, like, regular Tetris. That's the thing. The regular game of Tetris plays the same, but the multiplayer plays different. Well, I say it plays the same. You get that weird thing where it's speeds up yes. very suddenly and then slows down again. It's made for an arcade experience, yes, I think. This is what because I there is this giant Tetris thing that you can get in arcades, which seems to be what Sega Tetris is based off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a massive uh, stick that you, you would manoeuvre. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think that's what it's based off, because you can continue from the stage you get up to in Sega Tetris. It's not game over. No. It's press start, you keep going. Um, but yeah, it does fluctuate in difficulty, and I guess that's something to do with the arcade uh, style of it. I th- there's there's also other than the speed, there's something else because essentially, from what I understand, like Grandmaster Tetris, i.e., like the ridiculous speed Tetris, is more derivative of Sega Tetris than it is of okay, like, well, traditional Tetris. 
I don't know. Like I, I, I heard something on a podcast recently about this. I okay. Sega myself. Tetris is unpredictable in how it just suddenly speeds up and then slows down again, then speeds up, and how you can keep continuing. That would be the main difference in the regular Tetris game. Yeah. But the multiplayer has those great variations on um, power ups. Uh, easily, you can send over a. Uh, a line yeah. where if you get a Tetris, you send over a line to their side, and then otherwise you get that thing where they, they combine yeah. pieces. So your next piece will stay stuck up top, and then another piece will come and join it. You have to choose how to join it together. Then you get a weirdly shaped Tetris piece that can either work out pretty well for you or can cause you all sorts of problems. So and it's those two not in traditional Tetris. Yeah, and those two things in the multiplayer game make it worth playing. So I definitely recommend Sega Tetris. It's a little bit more expensive than most import Dreamcast games, but if you're a fan of Tetris, that's a version you probably want to have. I will keep I would an say. eye for that when I go back to Japan later in the year. Yeah, yeah, look out for that one. Um, next Tetris on uh, PlayStation is also uh, another good one to to try out. Don't bother with Tetris X on the import PlayStation because that's not so good. It's similar to Tetris S on the Saturn, which is another import game, which has some slight annoyances about it. Um, they're not must-have Tetris games, either of those two. Okay. Uh, and then you've got Tetris Worlds, which everybody loves. So that's Well, I do. I've always liked Tetris Worlds. It's got it's a nice little package. It's available on GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. Yep. If you have any of those consoles. It's also available on Game Boy Advance. It is and indeed. Uh, just Game Boy Advance, I think, yeah. I need that's it it's one, one of those games I saw boxed a couple of years ago and then I didn't get in uh, Blue City when that first opened. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's developed by Blue Planet Software. Yeah. Uh, interesting. There you go. Uh, but yes, going back to what I was saying about we had some games uh, that we were featuring on the website, Blast Process, where you can also listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> these, these two games I was playing recently were the main one was City of Brass. Yes, I saw. Have you heard about this one? This. Uh, it's a first-person roguelike where you have a whip and a sword, mm. right? Yeah. First of all, very unique uh, first-person game where you have a whip and a sword. You you have them on either shoulder button, respectively. Yeah. And the idea is to get to the center of the city. Uh, there's loads of enemies. Uh, you can play it sort of stealthily or not. Uh, you can. Yeah, try and sneak around them if possible. Right. But there's so many enemies, you know, if if they do get triggered to your whereabouts, you will have to probably go into some sort of combat. Uh, you can uh, target certain limbs yeah, to make them like, if you target the legs, they'll fall over. Target their sword, they'll drop their sword. Okay. There's a lot of depth to it. Uh, you can get power-ups as well throughout the level because as you go through the level, you can pick up uh, items, gold and such. And uh, once you've got enough, you can go to a genie. There's a few located in every level, and they can give you a power-up or more health or something like that. Because it's a very difficult game, and you're going to probably need some extra health to get through. Uh, one of those games that you really have to play over and over again to get good at. Because, of yeah. course, if you die, it's permadeath. You go back to the beginning. And you, you lose. You, you, you're gaining levels every time, apparently. You're ranking up. So I'm like on rank three now after playing level one a million times because oh, I can okay. rarely get past it. Uh, if you watch the Tom Plays on our uh, Blast Process YouTube channel, you'll see that I get up to level three, but I spend most of that hour-long video just trying to do level one. Okay. Uh, it's a tough game, but that's not to its detriment, really. For me, it's maybe a bit too difficult for me, 
but it's a very well made, well thought out game, and it's it's definitely worth your time if if you uh, have the patience to uh, play through it a few Master times. It, yeah, and I mean that's, to get good that's at it. Yeah, always the telltale sign for me if a hard game is worth playing is if it's well made, because you can just mm. make hard games that are just bullshit that don't yeah. really like take the player into consideration. But if you can see the mastery behind it, then that's the kind of hard game I'm into. Maybe I'll check it out. It's on the Xbox One, yeah. right? It's on everything. Oh, okay. PS4, Xbox One. I th- ah, sorry, I don't think it's on the Switch, no, but it's also on Steam if you want to play it on, on Steam okay. as well. I'll have a look. So that was pretty cool. Uh, we, I played a bit of Death Road to Canada with uh, fellow Blast Processor Neil, and that's an interesting game. I don't know if you've heard of that no, one. I that's haven't. available on just about everything, I think, yeah. including Switch, which is the version we played. So that's a narrative-based zombie survival game. Right. Uh, yeah, you're trying to get to Canada, and you get a little bit of a narrative, a little bit of a text description of what's going on. You get choices, like, do you want to go here? Yeah. Like, here, 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 and there's different things happen depending where you go. When you get to the location, it turns into sort of top-down, sort of RPG-like perspective, uh, where you can go around, you can collect things you might need, like fuel for your car, or food, or bullets for your guns, or other weapons. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not about shooting all the zombies, which is what I the mistake I made. It's about, it's like Resident Evil, it's about survival, it's about, you know, looking after how many bullets you've yeah, got. Bullet conservation, exactly, and uh, it's surviving really because it's quite easy to get swarmed by the zombies, as I found out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the decisions you make throughout the the story, every place you visit, you get a little bit of story in between, will uh, kind of have precedence on what happens next. Okay, so it's a bit of the Walking Dead telltale in there as well. Sure, yeah. You have to, it reminds me a lot of Zombieland in its uh, aesthetic, okay. actually. And it, it's got some humour in its uh, you know, its story points. But yeah, it's, it's a difficult game too, but oh, it's a unique game. one. It's called Death Road to Canada. It was actually delayed slightly because of... Uh, I think there was uh, a tragedy in Canada, a road... Uh, accident where the, obviously with the name of the game that the <laughs> had to be delayed slightly so it's meant to come out a few weeks ago but only just come out now it's uh maybe worth investigating if you like if it sounds like your type of thing it's out on the switch maybe i'll give it a look uh, and this was this a review copy for blast process or yes it was we, we were uh, provided that to review a review is coming very soon we've we featured it um now in a Tom and Neil play video, which is a unique one that we've not done before. So if you fancy seeing how me and Neil got on with that, then uh, you can again go to the YouTube channel or the Blast Process website, blastprocess.com. Okay, cool. Mm. Um, I actually I, I played a game that I forgot to tell you about. I'm I'm not sure if I told you about. You may have seen it on my Twitter. Have you experienced the joys of Flappy Tetris? Hmm. Um, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. Essentially, what Flappy Tetris is is, as you would expect, it is a cross between Flappy Bird, Flappy Bird and Tetris. Um, it is essentially made by one guy, from what I've seen. Um, and what it is is essentially you—it's a story-based Tetris game 
about all of the the Tetris blocks banding together and saying, "Hey, we need to escape. The microtransactions are coming for us. Quickly, let's let's run away." Oh, well, you don't like that happen to Tetris. And then essentially, it becomes vertically, uh, it becomes horizontal Tetris instead of vertical Tetris. Uh, but you need to, you need to press the space bar to to get the pieces, and so they've got like set jumps, and so you have to like lightly tap the space bar to keep your piece from moving. Because if it hits, that could either, either be or infuriating bottom, or or wonderful. Uh, Probably yeah, I, a little bit of I both. I really like it. I think it's a. I think yeah. it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It's not very long. It does have a conclusion from what I've seen. I haven't got there myself because uh, I'm Flappy Tetris. But Flappy I like Tetris, the sound of this. You should give it a look. I will send you a link after this podcast and maybe include it in the show notes. Oh, I do like my Tetris. Yes. You like apps. you like your you like your apps as well, you young and or oh, flappy. Um uh, you take a while, I don't play many apps. No, I know. <laughs> there you go. Other than that, I haven't really played that much. I bought a ton of stuff. But for Game Boy. For Game Boy Colour, Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're the Game Boy guy. I am. Um, uh, yeah, the most exciting of those is probably Invader, um, which Invader. is a shmup by uh, Guerrilla Games of uh, Killzone fame. And mm. it is probably the rarest Game Boy Advance game in all of Europe. Um, oh, well done. Did that, that cost you a pretty penny, Matthew? No, it didn't. It cost me 50 kroner. Wow, you you were lucky to stumble with. across this yes, somewhere. Yes, yes, I was uh, extremely lucky. I've not seen a legitimate copy of it sell for a long while. Uh, okay. eBay is flooded with fake cards. Invader. As most Game Boy Advance games are. Um, yeah, I, I I don't even know how much it's worth now. People are trying to sell it. Is it a good that. game? Yes, it is a very good game. Um, as I said, it's made by Gorilla, who you would expect to make a good game. Uh, yeah. I think, ugh, let me check. Like, the last time I checked for Invader, there wasn't any on sale around the time I got it, because I was just curious how much it's actually worth now. But I... Well, the instruction book only is £85 here. Yes. I can't see any copies of it. Just browsing myself now. It's, Lots of Space Invaders. It's, okay. Um, it's published by a pretty obscure company called uh, Zycat, I guess is how you mm. say it. Uh, they also put out it's, Penny Races and uh, Black Belt uh, Karate Games. one here for uh, £44 from Germany. I don't know if that's the game or just the case it's hard to say it does say uh, invader only with case okay um but there are no pictures of it it's a rare game you it say it's a very rare game if you if you do see a copy of invader it is a very low key card it literally just says the word invader on it but it, yeah. i have seen boxed copies of it sell for a couple of hundred pounds put it that way it's that obscure okay so if you find it One boxed then. all the more power to you who were? Yeah, indeed. Um, other than that, I've picked up a few other things. Nothing really that's going to wow you. I, I managed to snag all of the... <laughs> I don't know. I can, I can be wowed, Matthew. Um, well, what have I picked up? Um, wow me. I picked up Monster Rancher Explorer for the Game Boy Color, which is wow. essentially Solomon's Key. <laughs> uh, I... Picked up Zero Dreams and uh, Mr. Driller 2 just today, actually, from our good friend Adam at Games World Bod. 
Double um, wow. And, yeah, I, I honestly, I've bought so many things. I picked up a copy of the Scorpion King because that is also a way forward Game Boy Advance game. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff I've picked up for the Game Boy because oh. I've seen it cheap and gone, cool, I'll have that. Hmm. I was going to say something that I, I bought recently. I don't know if you saw the video that I made for it. was the special edition of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Really? For that massive figure. By this big, heavy thing of uh, Raiden. How much was it? Uh, fully articulated. Uh, £30. That's not bad. I wouldn't actually mind that figure because that is the one good it's a, thing it's for that very, game. It's very cool and you would not be disappointed if you decided to try and pick that figure up. Uh, have you ever played... Ex- Exhumed on the Saturn, which is a an Egyptian-themed first-person shooter. As you well know, Tom Parry, I only got a Saturn very recently, so I have mm. not handed the pleasure. I think it's sometimes known as Power Slave in the US. Oh, it's developed by well. uh, Lobotomy Studios, who handled the uh, Saturn port of Quake. Oh, you know, you know why Power Slave rings a bell, of course, because it's a bloody Iron Maiden album. Iron Maiden, yeah. With with a Egyptian aesthetic, is that not correct, yes, Power is. Slaves? Yes. So, Exhumed is is very uh, competent on the Saturn and very unique in the terms of its theme, and yeah, plays very well. I would it also uh, came recommend that. From the looks of things. Yes. Oh, yes, I know did. this game. I recognise the cover. No, I've never played this game, but I've seen it often. I mean, the cover doesn't make it look particularly enticing. This is why I've lot... never checked it out. But yeah, uh, the American at... cover, where it's called Power Slave, is a little bit more interesting, I think. Looking at some of the actual like screenshots of this game, it kind of looks like Egyptian Doom, so I'm kind of curious to. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's a nice one. I would uh, recommend that. Yeah. Uh, and if you're curious about how the Peanuts movie game, Snoopy's Grand Adventure, plays pretty well, that might be, uh, if you like a nice simple platform. I know you like your Game Boy platformers, so that's something else I played recently. Is that the one for Wii U? It's, I, it is available on Wii U, but I got the Xbox version because it was the cheapest. Yes, I was going to say the, the I could Wii find. one seems to be steadily going up in price. Well, you can get it back 12 quid and up, something like that. I, I, I got this Xbox one for like 7 quid, so yeah. that's that's all right with me. That's a fun little simple platformer that you don't have to uh, rack your brain over. It's uh, nice and simple. Sounds right fun. up my street. Yeah, pleasant. A pleasant experience. Pleasant. Uh, and you must look up uh, They Call Me Sonic, off, uh, done by a German group. It's a song, this is, right. not a game. But uh, I got a CD for a couple of quid recently. Right, bargain. Just curious. I thought it might be Sonic soundtracks. It turns out it's a whole load of original Sonic songs. In uh, German? Done by a group. Yeah, well, no, actually sang in English, but the German group yeah. uh, have, have produced these. RK Deutschland, I think they're called. Okay. And the lead uh, single off the album should be They Call Me Sonic, which there is a music video for on YouTube. And <laughs> it's got a ger- German accent in the vocals, uh, which is, is, is nice, first prevalent. of all. makes it quite prevalent. Uh, hi- pit- high-pitched uh, singing voices. Yeah. They Call Me Sonic. I'm faster than sound, I keep jumping around. Blue Hedgehog Sonic, oh, geez, with incredible geez. speed, I'm moving my feet. It's so great. Nice. Uh, it should be a massive internet meme, big hit thing. The, the whole album's got lots of views on YouTube. 
Um, well, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, the video for They Call Me Sonic's got 5 million views, so I think you're fine there. Yeah, this yeah. This literally I... sounds like happy hardcore. This is exactly oh, it certainly what I was is. expecting. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite an interesting CD. Uh, it was definitely a, a fun, funny, su- funny surprise. Because you've actually got me a Sonic CD in the past, but that wasn't specific original songs, was it? That was uh, a compilation of dance uh, music, I think. And neither it? was it Sonic CD. Sorry? I said neither was it actual Sonic CD. No, of course not. It was a Sonic CD. It was a Sonic, Sonic CD. It was a, a Sonic CD. Not the Sonic CD. So maybe we should talk a little bit about some of the gaming news uh, since we last podcasted. Yeah. There's been a few things. Uh, maybe one of the biggest ones was Nintendo finally announced their online service uh, for the Switch, which mm-hmm. actually, having never played the Switch online, is not something I have a particular personal interest in myself at present uh, mm-hmm. should i be really into splatoon or something i think right now i'd be like okay i'd be a little bit more interested in what's going on with that but uh personally mm, whatever i like the idea that their their new virtual console is just the the switch online nes collection yeah which essentially could turn out to be the netflix of video games which would be nice yeah so they they have said that there'll be no virtual console for switch i think no well, yeah, in some ways at the moment, at the, yeah. yeah, because I think they see now there's a huge market for the mini consoles as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe they focus more on that. Maybe there's going to be uh, more mini consoles in the future. Well, there is going to already be a, um, a show and jump for Mitsu uh, special f- uh, Famicom mini. I don't know if you've seen this. Oh no, I haven't. No. Um, yes, there's going to be a special gold version of the Famicom Mini. Okay. However, all the games on it are trash, with the exception oh. of Dragon Quest. Oh. Uh, literally, That's, all of the sense. really bad Banpresto anime games for the Famicom, uh, like the Fist of the North Star games and uh, the Dragon Ball game, and anything that you wouldn't really want to play that hasn't really aged very well because it's shovelware is on that console. It looks nice. Crap Ooh. games, though. Well, I guess if you have a nostalgia for those particular games, which if you're Japanese, you might have. I, I've even seen Japanese gamers going, this is a really <laughs> terrible compilation. Um, Interesting got... collaboration, though. Well, no, I mean, not really. I mean, Famitsu and uh, Showin have done stuff before in the past anyways. Like, mm. there have been multiple things. But it's gold, Matthew. Like... It's gold. Yeah, it's to celebrate like 50 years of Famitsu, I think. Is okay. the, the the crack behind it, but like the stuff like this fun. has happened before. It's a bit of fun. It will be limited edition. It will end up selling for a lot of money later on, as does the Famitsu Game Boy Pocket and Game Boy Lite. But yeah, ah well, they're nicer consoles. So, uh, but going back to the Switch thing, uh, yeah, twenty games, twenty NES games you get, don't you? Initially, and I guess yeah. um, eventually Nintendo will make more and more games available for those paying for the online subscription. We maybe Super Nintendo games and, and so on. Maybe you hope? Re- well, that yeah, they haven't officially announced that yet. Just these Fami- uh, sorry NES Famicom games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's okay. I mean, I imagine I already have most of those games anyway. Or anyone with a NES Mini probably already. Has access I, to I a lot of those. Yeah. So that's not p- particularly enticing. Uh, they do say you're going to get some discounts as well as a member, so maybe Switch games will be a little cheaper for you. Um, I don't to buy digital though. 
Yeah, but I mean, yeah, digital discounts on yeah, Switch that's games. What I'm saying I don't tend to buy. Digital oh, sorry, you don't. Sorry, yeah. I thought you said you do. Um, yeah, so maybe that's not great for you personally. But if, yeah, are you going to get it? I don't know if there's like it a free trial. I'll see how it is. I wouldn't mind. I like the idea of like portable Legend of Zelda. But... I guess you, well, with the online features. Now that's the unique twist, isn't it? These games yeah, aren't exactly whole... as uh, you've known them because they've got some online. Well, they are stuff. how you've known them because the online functionality in a lot of these games essentially it's... works like it used to. Of like, hey, pass the controller is the idea. It's not a unique online put... mode. No, I mean, it is a unique online mode, but it is what you would do in the house, right? That's what they try and replicate. Me and but, you playing Zelda and me going, oh, do you want to have a go? And then giving you the controller. Oh, do you think that's what Zelda's going to be? Because they haven't officially announced exactly that's how Zelda's going to... what they've said for... Have they? ...is a thing, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. I thought, you yeah. know, there was a big question mark over how they were going to add multiplayer to Zelda. No, they've said this. Uh, it's going to be this uh, pick up and play, like pass the controller mode. They're calling it. So like, I could play Zelda and then I can give it to you. They haven't oh. announced if there's leaderboards or anything like that around it, which to me would be a good thing, I guess. Of like, oh, I beat Zelda in this much time, or I beat Zelda mm. without any deaths or whatever. So you can okay. challenge your friends. That might be really cool. But doesn't sound it's... like it's must have content, no, does it? Not really. I mean, if they started releasing things like the Mega Man collection, but why would they? Because they've just remastered it and mm. then released that on the Switch. Mm. Do you think they have to add these incentives to the online side of things now because of see, Sony Microsoft do their Games of Gold and their PlayStation Plus titles? Um, so Nintendo yes. follows suit. They have yeah. to. Um, yeah. I mean, A, because the Switch is a portable console for the most part a lot of people probably aren't playing it online anyway. Mm. And let's be totally honest here, I, looking at my games collection, or rather squinting at it across the room, I can think of Splatoon and Mario Kart that are online. There's nothing else. And arms, yeah. Play. But you haven't got arms, no. You have got no. arms, real arms yourself, but I, not I, the I've game. got two of them, yeah, they're huge, mm. don't worry. Mm. Not Me too. I, I've got arms. Everybody's got arms. Not, not everybody. It's a generalisation, Tom. You should apologise. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I mean, in general, when you're born, most people... No, nope. yeah, most people. Yeah. Mo most um, people start with arms. Some don't, yes. uh, but that's a minority. It's okay, don't worry about it. And that's to fine to... too. It's okay, don't worry. It's all right. Don't, don't cry. It's okay. Um, no, I, I don't know. There's not really a lot coming out in the near future. In Japan, maybe, where Dragon Quest uh, Ten online is out, maybe that makes a lot more sense to try and charge people there. Splatoon is also still a big game. I imagine, if they're smart, this will probably pop up around the same time as Smash Brothers. Yeah, what, what, yeah it. that's it. What's going to be the big online game? But that's not an online game that's going to get me wanting to yeah. uh, invest on the online on the Switch. And I do wonder whether or not how these extra 20 NES games are going to work if you're not connected to the internet. Are you going to be able to still take them out yes. with you? They said okay. you can play them offline. Well, that's, that's nice. I think that's nice, at least. Yes. Because I did recall where I got a free copy of Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed on the PS Vita yeah. uh, as part of PlayStation Plus, and without an internet connection, I couldn't play it. You sh No, it, it, see, the Vita works in a weird way, yeah? in that you to play PlayStation Plus games, you need to connect every so many days to like make sure you still have the license. Ah, I did not they know that. They don't want you to download the games, never connect to the internet again, and have free games, is the thing. Hmm. Okay. Same with the PS4, actually, I think as well. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
Uh, speaking of Vita, uh, I played Kills on Mercenary recently. That's pretty good. Very, it is, yeah. Very impressive. The time, it was very good. On a uh, handheld, it's uh, one of the most impressive games I've experienced on Vita. Uh, yeah, it does graphics that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, I hear it is very yeah. impressive. I hear mm. it is the showpiece for the launch title. Play, so plays game. very well. So if anyone's looking for a new Vita game, that's uh, that's uh, one to consider. I would say. Mm-hmm. I should clarify. No, it didn't come out in the launch of the Vita. It came out later. But it, it came. Uh, it does have some um, touchscreen stuff, which uh, can be initially a little fiddly, but once you get the hang of it, it's fine. Yeah. Doesn't need to okay. be there, but you know. It is. Cool. It's nice. They're just there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not worrying. I'm alright. Don't worry, Tom. Uh, yeah, Connect games. I picked up a couple recently. Connect Sports Season Two. And uh, Rabbids Alive and Kicking, I think. Because these Kinect games are, you know, cheap as chips. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm having not long got my Kinect. I'm still interested in trying out some of these games. So. And you are the only one. Yeah, well, you'll hear about them on a new episode of Paris Pickups in the okay. not-too-distant future. So you can look forward to that. I can hardly wait. <laughs> I was uh, dubious about the uh, Tetris episode, if that would find an audience. Because, you know... If you don't like Tetris, then maybe that's not well, particularly. A lot of people I like Tetris. I, I think so. Uh, I'd, uh, it's, a, it's a classic. Yes, yes, it is. I think we can all so agree on that, can't we? Launch a rocket in it, but I do like it. Launch a rocket. Yeah, if you if you get, I think it's two hundred thousand points is the first, and then I think it's up to two million. If you reach a certain threshold of points in Tetris, you get little Russian people dance and then the rocket launches. Wow, that's the Game Boy Tetris, is that? Or the NES Tetris? Uh, and the Tetris. more points you get, the bigger yeah. the rocket, and then eventually it ends up being the US oh. space shuttle and it takes off. See, ha. you're also crap at Tetris. Because that's why I that like space really shuttle is on the front of Tetris DX. Yes. For the Game Boy Color. Because that is, that is the end state of Tetris. That is, good job, you're good at Tetris. Well, I want to be good at Tetris, Matthew. Me too. I, one day, Tom, I'll do it. I was actually thinking of this being the year of me not really playing video games if I could get good at Tetris, and then I realized (laughs) that's kind of counterproductive to the point of me not playing games. But I guess there's no other games coming out now on your list because you're not going to buy new games. Honestly, I don't even think there's anything coming out that I want anyways. So. No. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, That's all right. <laughs> Maybe just double double check there. I'm excited about Crash Bandicoot for the Switch. Uh, the Street Fighter collection that's on its way. Sonic Mania Plus. Uh, the Mega Fighter Drive collection. collection. Yeah, that's that. on ev- everything, isn't it? Switch, Xbox One, PS4. I've pre-ordered the PS4 version, and I did go all out. I have to admit, with that one, there was a French company offering a special edition, which I for what now? For Street Fighter collection. Ah, okay. Uh, I forget exactly what the company would call, but it was in a bigger box with an art book and some collectible pieces. Okay. So, yeah, it's Street Fighter. I'm going to go and buy these games again. I'm going to really buy them. Well, that's weird. <laughs> I hope that's a digital release and not a physical. Well, actually, I kind of, I'd be okay with a physical release. Well, you I can see here on uh, Eurogamer Mm-hmm. That spring 2018 lists another world as a. Oh yeah, it's coming out on Switch. Yeah, for the Switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that. I really like another world. I think I that is probably. I think next I've heard that. Bobble, or... Bobble, the game I own the most. Oh, or actually, I think it was a flashback 
special edition that I heard about on Switch. I saw a flashback physical yeah. edition the other yeah. day, so yeah. maybe it's both of them. Maybe they. Yeah, but it's forty quid for flashback, and I was like, "No, nah, mate." No, no, no. I've got it on the CDI. I'm fine. <laughs> I've got it on the SNES, and I'm fine. Like, yeah. it's not the best version of that game, admittedly, but it'll do. Yeah. <laughs> the CDI yeah, one probably isn't. <laughs> I mean, it's probably all right. It doesn't right. show anything beyond that. Firewatch coming to the Switch. It it seems to just be the first half of the year. It just Mario Tennis Ace is not not exciting. I you. mean, I like the look of that game. Don't get me wrong. But but you're not I'm, a tennis game guy. I'm not a tennis game guy usually. I I no. do like the Mario Tennis games, but I'm not going to run out and buy it because mm. again, I'm trying to abstain from games. Sure, and if it's um, not a must-have, you're not going to bother with it. If it's not Yakuza or something yeah. I can play with Marta, then it's not yeah. something really I'm interested in. Cat Quest though. Cat Quest, maybe I'll look into. <laughs> that could be a game I could play with Martha because, you know, she likes cats. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would be a good start. Um, yeah, there's a, maybe a couple of other things that are coming out later on in, well, in the mean, year. Well, definitely that... will be. It's just, unfortunately, we're in that we're in the month of, like, video game news drought. Like, some stuff is starting to get announced. Oh, did you see that game uh, with uh, Shovel Knight and the cave story... Dude in. Oh. There's a Japanese company releasing a fighter game, and essentially it is all uh, of the indie game characters. It's a fighting game, I didn't realise. I think I heard yes. some a headline, but I didn't read into it. They're no. essentially they're making both puzzle fighters and their version of Street Fighter. Oh, right. Uh, Nicalis is the name of the, the company, and they are releasing a game called Blade Strangers. Okay. Um, which will include uh, Shovel Knight, uh, characters from Gunvolt, and uh, obviously Isaac from The Binding of Isaac as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, as well as the Cave Story people. Ali, the, the main girl, and Sol- uh, Solange, uh, the, the girl from uh, Code of Princess, is in it okay. as well. And then they have some own unique characters. They also have characters from a game called Umihara Kawase series, but I, I don't know what Hey, that, that sounds like it could be interesting. Um... Yeah, it looked alright from what I can see. Shovel Knight looks really weird in 3D though, Tom. He looks really big and Well, I guess I he looks like, like the uh, amiibo, I suppose. Even taller. He okay. Looks, he looks roided up. And I'd seen someone uh, post a gif around of just like, you know, the before and after picture of like a, an internet workout, right. you know, like you have <laughs> Shovel Knight there. And he's like, oh, me before my two week workout in Blade Strangers. And then he's a big Yeah. Player. Uh, well, you've got to beef up if you're going to take out some of those characters you mentioned. Exactly, there. man. Exactly. Uh, here's a game. I'm going to list a couple that are coming out that maybe you're interested in. Red Dead 2. Yeah. That's I mean, uh, coming out this year, isn't it? I like me some cowboys. I like yeah. the first Red Dead. I don't know if I'm that interested. No. Well, you've, you've abstained from God of War so far, so that's uh, pretty good going. I mean, like, I'm sure when Red Dead comes out, I'm sure the hype will be too much for me, and I may cave. Yeah. But Would you cave time, for? Oh, sorry. I don't know if I. I don't know if I need Red Dead right now. No. What about Last of Us Two? Any interest? No. No, not after the Last of Us. No. I've had this conversation with a couple of people this week. We're all like, I'm definitely playing the second game. And I was like, you were fucking crazy. I'm good. Uh, how about uh, So Calibur Six? Is that of interest to you? It looks nice. Maybe. Mm. Who knows? It's definitely of interest to me. Yakuza. You're getting. Oh, you're to get Tekken Five. I am five. getting Kawami Two. Yeah, in August. Actually, that's a fair point. Sorry, I didn't say Tekken Five. I meant Tekken Seven. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kiwami. Kiwami. Oh, about Dreams. Finally, that's coming out this year for the PS4. I'll wait to see what Dreams is. Mm. Yeah. Let's see if it's the game of your dreams. Uh, the Shenmue uh, rem- remasters, one or two. Oh, yeah, I'm also getting Shenmue 3. And Shenmue 3 in Christmas, oh. hopefully. Fingers crossed. If I mean, technically, happens. that counts as Yakuza, so it's fine. <laughs> so, will you get the remasters? I'm curious to. Yeah. Maybe. Which format would you like to get them for, would you say? PlayStation, probably. I mean, it's going to be PlayStation for me. It's what yeah. I've got my uh, version of Shenmue 3 on. So. Yeah, me too. Although I did think the other day how similar the Xbox One controller is to the Dreamcast controller. Oh, who cares, Tom? <laughs> there we go. Well, you shut that one I mean, down. Technically speaking, I do own it. I do have more lineage towards the Xbox for Shenmue than I do the PlayStation. But I'm not mm. gonna I think that. whatever whatever console you get, it's going to be fine. Um, it's fine on both. Uh, okay, there's a racing game called Onrush coming from Codemasters. It looks pretty cool. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah, but I know I you're not a big trailer. racing fan. The trailer looks alright. Looks alright, doesn't it? I I feel like pick up that game Gravel, in the near future maybe, which yeah, was a, a Sega Rally type uh, setup. Yeah. Uh, Spyro, reignited. Yeah, I know Spyro's coming out. I mean, oh. I do have a lot of nostalgia for that yeah. game. I also own them all still on the PS One. So. Yeah, not a must-have then. I'm still waiting oh, for I Dragon mean, Ball I... Fighters to come down, but. <laughs> Yeah, Make that I mean, Dragon Quest cheaper. Eleven is also coming out very soon. Dragon Quest Builders Two could potentially also come out this year, and then I would probably have to pick up that. Okay. But from well, what yes. I've seen of some leaks from Walmart that seem to indicate that that game is coming out, it seemed to say it was only on the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One, which is a bit disheartening because they re-released the first one on Switch, and I'd be meaning to pick that up too. Okay. So let's see. Oh, sounds 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 groovy. When is Dragon Quest Eleven out? I've heard nothing but good things about that game. I'm not sure, Matthew. Apparently, it's worldwide September fourth. So we'll okay. see how I feel about video games when that rolls around. Ooh, just before my birthday, but not a game I think I'm going to uh, invest in. I'll no, stick with my Cat fair. Quest for I now. It's very long. <laughs> so. Super. Have we chewed the fat? Have we, have I we think so, Tom Parry. I'm going to get back come to, to the end. Videos. So I think it is time for us to wrap this up. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's been a pleasure. Have... Can I just say, Matthew, it's been a pleasure to talk to you again. Of course, after, Tom after, after, the, after our hi- hiatus. Oh, a hiatus. Uh, we finally... will be another one of those after this. So, what? I said there will be another hiatus after oh, this. Oh, yes. Um, well, yeah, next uh, time you podcast, you'll be a married man. I will, yeah. I'm getting married next week, and then I'm getting married again the week after. So, oh, yeah. uh, there will not be a podcast for the next two weeks. Uh, well, it's good we do, we've been able to do one uh, today, then. Yeah, and fortunately for those listeners, maybe that drought won't feel too long because we just released that month-old one yesterday. <laughs> so it's all good. What happened there? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I was hungover. I explained at the start of the episode. I've no, we had a lot of stuff go on uh, just recently, but. Uh... Cool. Yeah. No. So it's been a, it's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I will see you in the flesh next week, and that'll be great because I haven't seen you in a while in real yeah. life. Yeah. Well, that's a, a few months. You know, um, a fine sure figure of a man waiting to see you again. You will, <laughs> it will be like Shovel Knight from two D to three D. I'm sure yeah. you will just be giant and buff, and I'll be like, go. Well, look, look, look at this physique. You know, I've been um, on the resistance band. Oh, and you've been playing those Connect games. Oh yeah. They really do wear you out. 
I'm sure they do. If you're not worn out by all of this, you can find us in a variety of places on Twitter at TMACast, uh, myself at Game Boyle and Tom Parry at Tom Parry 11 You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. And you can listen to this podcast in a variety of places, mm. such as on blastprocess.com, on tomandmattattack.com forward slash podcast, and also in iTunes and Stitcher. While you're in iTunes, why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe? Tom, what have you got coming out on the Blast Process YouTube channel in the next week? Oh, just usual in the next week, we'll have a Tom Plays. I think of... Oh, oh you'll have to wait and see. And uh, <laughs> and, and another a uh, Paris pickups. There will be some other things appearing in between. Uh, a Bruno's there's... Boxes, I assume. Sorry? A, a Bruno's Boxes, I a, assume. A, there'll be a Bruno's Comics pickups on Monday. And uh, Mike and Neil are also working on some other content. So in addition to my usual videos, there'll be some... Uh, some other stuff coming your way. We've got a great feature on comics uh, this last uh, weekend. Uh, just the other day went live, uh, free comic books day video. Yeah. And Neil also talked a little bit about a comic called Star-Lord, which was uh, sort of like a sister comic to 2000 AD, which right, is, okay. uh, it oh, was celebrated. Star-Lord. It's, yeah, yeah, nothing yes. to do with Marvel. Uh, I liked Avengers Infinity War if anyone was interested. And uh, that's, that's that. <laughs> that's a podcast for another time, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, God, by the time people talk to me next, I will have seen Deadpool and probably also Solo. So that'd be interesting. Maybe we should have. Maybe we should do a little filmy, spinny, offy podcast again, like we did last time. Yeah, I think uh, it's a lot to discuss uh, in those films, and we can cover the Avengers a little. Still plenty to talk about there. Yes, definitely. Cool. Um, yeah, from my side, uh, if you have not already seen it, it is May, so there will be some May forward episodes uh, coming up throughout the rest of the month. Already there is one on uh, Mickey's Ultimate Challenge and then Extreme Sports went up last week and then it'll be Sabrina Zapped first and then WWF Betrayal. There is still a few more way forward games. I have uh, recorded them, I've beaten them, I've written some scripts, uh, but we'll see when they go up. They'll probably edge out of May just slightly, but it'll be fine. I won't blame you. If they do, I will throw in uh, a nice little... original black and white Game Boy game uh, to cleanse the palette of those who don't like the Game Boy Colour. Um, yeah, other than that, yeah, just please go watch those, have a look. I've been lucky enough to actually uh, reach out to Way Forward and get some questions asked, so there is some information in those videos perhaps you wouldn't find elsewhere. Um, but there's also some great links to articles and podcasts about the history of that company in the YouTube list that I listen to to get a lot of this information. Though I will say that with WWF Betrayal's video at least, which won't be the next one but the one after there is some information that's not really been discussed before. So that's Oh, cool. will wrestling fans approve? I'm not too sure. <laughs> I, generally speaking, looking at game FAQs wrestling fans don't seem to like that that game is essentially Double Dragon but I okay. really do. So Yeah, why not? Yeah, wrestling's fun. It's... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Not cool. to be taken um, too seriously. <laughs> look out for a lot of wrestling puns in that episode as well. Wonderful. Um, I look forward to it. Oh, it's going to be good. Anyways, until next time, though, Tom, what do we tell them? Uh, we tell them, game on. <laughs> this always comes as a surprise to you every week. <laughs> yeah, 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 game we do. On. Game on, which is like, you know, keep on gaming. Yes, it is. It's also a Wayne's World reference. That's why everyone uses it. So, anyone? Dude. Yeah.